0: Come on, Faith Promise, how y'all doing this weekend? Man, I hope you are excited. I hope you are excited. God has done something amazing over the last couple of days, just like he's always done in the life of Faith Promise Church, and I hope you are excited. Pastor got into my time a little bit, so I'm going to have to, you know, make it up on the end, so buckle up. I'm just joking. Um, but I, we are so excited about everything God's doing. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to a room with a thousand students and adults but it can be a little painful sometimes okay uh, in a lot of ways but really hormonally I think it does something to you uh, see I, I've never really broken out like I've never acne's never really been my thing I got two zits in two days just being around them just the oil or something it's just, it gets airborne it gets on you see at faith promise we, uh, we are real people with real problems who want to see people experience God's real love and we do anything. Uh, to see students come to know Jesus. And uh, Paul, it, it, whenever he was writing the New Testament, said, I become all things to all men. And so something we try to do as student pastors, which is a challenge, is we try to keep up with fashion, which I don't know if you've ever tried to do. It's one of the dumbest things you've ever seen, been a part of. It's, it's the silliest thing. The pants keep getting tighter. And um, my wife was on a trip right before movement, and, and we usually get a new outfit for movement. And uh, so she uh, was in Australia. And she brought me back a a pair of pants from Australia. And um, so Americans, uh, we've made our pants stretchy because we love the Lord. And uh, (laughs) the Australians haven't caught on to this yet. And so she brought me back, I've lost some weight. She brought me back a pair of 32s. And she was so excited and they they did, they looked great. Uh, Everything she bought me looked great. But if you ever started to put a pair of pants on and ride around the calves, you know, uh uh-oh. We're really in for it, right? And she's like, oh, do you like him? And I'm like, yeah, I really do. And, uh, and she turns around to get dressed. And in these next 15 seconds, a, a, a tug of war uh, ensues between the pants and my thighs. And just, yeah, right, just getting them up there. Um, but I got them on and I buckled them. Uh, I didn't breathe for the rest of the day. Uh, and actually, but, but so, so we will do anything. I, actually, I want to show you what we're willing to go through at FP Students to see students come to know Jesus. This right here is what my leg looked like when I took him off. If you see that seam, apparently Australians don't have calves. And so that's, that is a bruise on my leg. You see what it did to my sock? It... It perforated my shin where they would have had to saw my foot off. And seriously, this is like 10 minutes after I took them off. You see how my toes are pink? They're just now getting blood back inside of them. Just now. Okay. So that, amen. The first miracle of movement is I have all my toes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, but hey, something else to happen at movement. So at getting the opportunity to communicate on the weekend, uh, on, the, on the heels of something like movement, uh, pretty often I'll step back and I'll say, uh, God, help me articulate what is happening. Help me paint a picture of what you're doing. And I don't know if you've ever tried to describe something that God's done, but it's like trying to describe the indescribable, paint the unfathomable. It's insane. And You know, if if you follow social media at all, you've seen these students just, I I was watching them jump in this mosh pit during during like a silent disco and all these things, and speakers are rattling, and there's other parts where students are on their knees begging God to move, and all this stuff, and it's hard, it's hard to know, God, if there was one picture I could take, what would it be? And it may be a surprising one, because again, like the the production, obviously in the worship, the worship, it was uh, amazing. Students, was the worship not ridiculous? Oh, my gosh. There were some, I, I've, I've got to experience worship all over the world, and it really was, I, there was a couple times, the most powerful worship I've ever experienced. It was amazing. And, uh, but God led me to this picture right here, and let me explain it while it's up there. See, at Faith Promise, we grow together. And this is one of our community groups. The, 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 this is 400 students. We had to split them in half uh, where they're in groups. And if you see in the bottom right-hand corner, you can see that that young man, everybody's laying their hands on him. So what we did is we asked God, because we believe that our God can do the miraculous, and so what we did is we went around and every student would say what the miracle was they needed God to do in their life. And all the other students would lay their hands on them, and the students would pray. And I can't describe to you the the scene to watch students lay hands on and weep for each other that God would move that God would heal parents of cancer, that God would restore relationships, that God would lift the, the chains of anxiety or of depression. This right here was amazing. And you see people walking around, those are the pastors, those are the leaders. And I told the pastors and leaders, hey, walk around. And you know what? None of I wasn't grabbed at all. And it was amazing. I wasn't needed. All I did was walk around and watch these students go to, go to war with the demonic for each other. Here, here's, why, here's why I, I, I want to show you this. It's because those worship sessions, the, 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 the thousands of dollars we spent on production and all that stuff, that's not replicatable every day. But this right here, this can be done every day, and this right here is what shakes hell and lifts heaven. It's amazing. It's amazing. So good. So I'm so proud of our students. I'm so proud of our leaders and so grateful. For a church like Faith Promise that would elevate a generation. Uh, So we're so excited. The theme for the year for a whole church is follow the filling. So we are following the filling of the Holy Spirit. And FP students, we fight right alongside the adults for real people with real problems to see God's real love. That's why we actually, we build all of our events around the theme of the church. Because we're not siloed out. We want to take the passion of, of this generation and mix it with the wisdom and become a whole body. The devil loves to separate out the body so we're not working together, but we won't let that be the case at Faith Promise Church. And so the theme for movement uh, 2019 was where the spirit leads. Now, we've been saying it all year, where the spirit leads, I I will follow. So what we did is we thought what would it be like if we didn't just repeat it back but we lived it every day. And we begged God for a direct revelation into our hearts, a direct revelation into our soul that would change us in how we lived. We believe it will absolutely change the world. But you know how, whenever you want something, when you desire something, but it'll cause, like, it, it would cost a wholesale change in your life? Rachel and I, sometimes, you know, when we're driving around, we'll stop in these big neighborhoods and, and we'll pull out, you know, when they're for sale, and you pull out and see, like, all the rooms in it and all that stuff. And so we'll put it in the mortgage calculator. We're like, we could do that, like, once, right? with all of our savings and my salary, uh, you know. and but it would take a wholesale change. Uh, maybe it's like a, a level of physical fitness you want to have. But you're like, oh man, that, that would that would cause me to change my whole life. I'd have to go to the gym five days a week, I'd have to eat different. Here's what I love so much, when it comes to a where you lead life, when it comes to where the spirit leads I will follow life, Faith Promise doesn't have to do a wholesale change. There's pastors all over the world, all over the nation who say. I, I want, we want to follow the filling, but we have to change all this stuff, and we would have to. Ch- we're not in that spot, and we need to praise God for that. That's because of God's grace. We are primed for a move of God at Faith Promise Church, and why I believe that is is because our mission of real people with real problems who experience God real love, and our values that we're going to talk through today as a church they are guardrails pushing us towards eternal impact. Now I know I drank the Kool-Aid at Faith Promise. I know I'm I'm aware. I'm aware. You know the people who are like crazy fans, and they're not. They they think that they're normal. I'm aware. I have drank the Kool-Aid, and I like it. I'm still drinking it. Right? It's good. It's good. I gave my life to Christ here. I was called a ministry here. I met my amazing wife here. We raise our kids here. We're financially invested here. the the biggest The biggest outgoing in our household every month is to the house of God because there's nowhere else that we can invest it to see the ripple effect that we see here. So I want to encourage you if you're drinking any sort of Kool Aid, it's some cool, good Kool Aid to drink. So, but we don't just do that for an hour a week on the weekend or on Wednesday. We do that as we try to incorporate the values of who we are as a church, the biblical values of who we are as a church into our life. So let's walk in the first one of putting God first as we pray. Let's pray. Abba, Father, we come before you today, and I just want to declare today that values will be changed. I want to declare today that God, you will speak special, direct revelation, clear and immediate shifts into our life today. God, there are people in here who are going to walk out and they're going to cause eternal impact. God, everywhere that their feet step, God, that the kingdom of heaven has come because you put the kingdom of heaven in us in the Holy Spirit. God, would you move on us in an amazing way. God, you are looking for people who will stand the gap between you and your lost people and that will be us. We love you. We're excited. We're ready. We have high anticipation. And, and, you know, our obedience will meet that level of expectation. We love you. It's your precious and we pray. Amen. Who's ready to get in? Who's ready to get in the word? All right. All right, so at Faith Promise, our, our first values is we put God first. We put God first at Faith Promise. Now, this is who we are as a church. Not, we do not waver on this. It is not culture. It is not religion. It is not man. It is not anything else. We put God first. The other day, I get the uh, uh, incredible privilege to serve on our executive team. And we were talking about some shifts in culture and how it'll affect how we do ministry, and thinking about how we go forward. And we kind of got to a choice where we had to make a decision. And the, the, the deciding factor was this: what will honor God the most? It wasn't what's going to make you the most comfortable, because that's not the decision we made. It wasn't that. it was what's going to honor God the most. It, it's not who's going to keep the most people in. It's not what's going to cause us the less headache. It's what's going to put God first. I tell you that to say that whether the door is open to a meeting or closed, whether it's from the platform or to a planning meeting, we put God first. Our theme movement was was, uh, where you lead, I will follow. And so we prayed a dangerous prayer. And some of you guys have been praying for any amount of time. You know there are some dangerous prayers. We prayed, God, what is in the way of us living a where you lead life? And maybe you've prayed something before. Maybe you've prayed for patience. That was a mistake, wasn't it? Maybe you prayed for self-control. Another mistake, wasn't it? Right. I prayed for patience. Got kids. <laughs> I should have prayed for self-control first, I guess. No, so, um, so you you gotta be careful what you pray for. But God really challenged us, and God put this question on our heart. He said, "This: Do we pursue proximity to God?" God got very close to us and said, do we pursue proximity to Him? See, whatever is first in your life, you will pursue proximity to. Whatever is first in your life, you will pursue proximity to. I've got two little kids I love very much. And they're relatively high on my priority list. You know, God is first. That doesn't move. Rachel is next. And then the kids, they oscillate between the kids and food for third, depending on where I'm at in the day. But they're up there some of the time. Rachel likes to go to this place called Splash Country. Dollywood and Splash Country, which I enjoy, I enjoy, but Rachel goes there more often, so she's more comfortable, and they've got these splash pads, they've got these big, um, they've got these big playgrounds that are in these shallow pools. And JL JL's five, she's little, and she, Rachel just lets her go in there. It's crazy in there. It's crazy. There's moms and kids, and you know some of those kids, and it's crazy. They may be your kids, the ones that should be on leashes, like River. I keep River on a leash, right? I, I gotta watch him. If he starts running away, poof, kick him right over. See, I, I've got this theory about Splash Country. It, it's Splash Country, here you go. Imagine this sign if you work for Dollywood. Sorry. Um, Splash Country. Like Disney, less magic, more mullets. Right? That's good. That's good. That's good. Disney or, or, or Dollywood, I came up with that. Trade It put it on the sign. I'm there. So either way. But when J.L. is far from me, and right, and she's far from me. If I find her, if I see her, I'm gonna get to her. I don't care if I gotta kick your kid over, if I gotta, I gotta help you out of the way, I'm getting over there. See, I can do this because I'm wearing American stretchy pants. And I get over there, I get over there to her because what is a priority you get proximity to. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this that the world tells you is not true. It is God's design and desire to have proximity with you. It is God's desire and desire to have proximity with you. See, In the garden, whenever Adam and Eve messed up, it was brand new. God could have said, you know what, I didn't do it right. He could have pulled the original Thanos and started all over again. But he didn't. He pursued proximity right from the beginning. So when the devil tells you when you mess up to distance yourself from the Lord, he's been pulling that garbage since the beginning. It's time for us to look at the game film of scripture and say, I'm not falling for that. Because since the beginning, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit has pursued proximity with us. That's who we are. That's who we are as a church. We put God first. See, we know, and something that God knows and something the enemy knows is that if we get close to God, that we're going to see Him clearly. So we need to know this: that proximity brings passion, and distance brings distortion. This is something that Moses knew. Uh, Moses was a man of God, somebody he used. And we can eavesdrop on this conversation with God. And I think it shows it so well. In Exodus 33, 15 and 16, it says, Then Moses said to him, If your presence doesn't, if your presence doesn't, presence doesn't go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish? What, what are you trying to use to distinguish you? Because your proximity to God should be your number one distinguishment. Distinguish me from your people from all the other face of the earth. See, Moses didn't suffer from destination disease like so many of us. But he wanted to, his first priority was proximity with the Father because he put God first. What keeps us from putting God first? Is it our busyness? Is it our fear? Is it our lack of passion? What values have you filled your life with other than putting God first? See, if we're going to switch our values, it's going to take some challenges. There's going to be some pain in the change. So, but what, what, so I've got a little church challenge for each of us on, on all these church values. For this first one, we must pursue proximity to God. If we want to put God first, we must pursue proximity with God. There's going to be some pain in that change, but we can do it. We can overcome. We can be who God has called us to be. See, luckily, God gives us an opportunity to have a choice in our pain, He gives us an opportunity to have a choice in our pain. We can choose. We can choose between the pain of obedience or the pain of regret. We can choose between the pain of obedience or the pain of regret. We can see this physically pretty easily in a, in a pretty tangible way. You can pay the, the price of obedience. We know we should take care of our body. We can pay the price of obedience. Because there's a price to be paid. you gotta, you got to exercise. you got to eat right. Or we can pay the price of regret and not be healthy and not feel good about ourselves and not, not be able to operate at optimal capacity. See, there's a verse that shifts us over to the spiritual that I really want us to get. Because I think that we've looked at this this a little bit skewed. In Revelation 21, 1-4, it says this. This is John, John who's seen a revelation of of eternity whenever, whenever the second coming comes. And he says this, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and earth had passed away. There was no longer any sea. I saw a holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. This is amazing. And they will be his people, and God himself will be their God. But here's the part to ponder. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, no more mourning or crying for the old order had passed away. Why would there be tears if the kingdom of heaven has come? I believe that there's going to be tears because for the first time, a lot of us will have a revelation of the reality of eternity. And we'll look around and we won't see people that we love. We won't see people that we care about. We won't see people that we were supposed to minister to. You know something else I think will be huge is I think that what we'll do is we will look at God and realize in His radiant love for us, our identity. When we built it in our job, when we built it in our family, when it was really supposed to be built on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, I think that we will look and see how amazing our God is and maybe how amateur our faith was here on earth. There's grace and God forgives us and He loves us. But this is why we must serve others. This is why we must elevate those around us. Nothing else is going to matter but God's kids, God's people. You want to love God, love his kids. You want to honor God, honor his kids. You want to serve God, serve his kids. It will be the only thing that's left. Let's As we elevate those around us and as we serve others, it will put us in proximity with God, helping to keep him first. And as we are in proximity with God, as we serve those around us, we will bring those around us in proximity with God. And we will see the renewal in their life that we so desperately want to see. But what's the challenge here? What are we supposed to do as we think about serving others? God is calling you to serve his kingdom by serving his kids. God is calling you to serve his kingdom by serving his kids. I don't know what to do for the kingdom. You know, Jesus told us to pray, My kingdom come my will be on earth as in heaven. He said, He said, it, it, it's supposed to be coming. Well, how am I supposed to build his kingdom? We build his kingdom by building his kids. It's not made of brick and mortar, it's made of flesh and bone. And so we build God's people, that's how we build his kingdom. But what, what, what stops us? We have a wrong view of others? Imagine this. When we get to heaven and, we're, and we don't see the people we want to see, and the reason is because we're offended. What in the world could we be offended over that would stop us from serving God's kids? What about elevating others? What's the challenge in that regard? Your, you have value to elevate those around you. You have value to elevate those around you. If you think for one moment that you don't have value to elevate those around you, that's a lie from the devil. And you have to have the authority and the power within you to rebuke it and to step over it. You have to. You have to. I love that Dr. John Maxwell is coming next week because he is the king of adding value to others. But here's the deal, here's the deal. Some of us say, well, I would like God to give me more value to add to others. If you're not adding value to others with the value you currently have, why would he give you any more? See, we have things, and the reason we have things is to elevate those around us. We think we're supposed to just be good stewards with our money. No, it's actually the least of what we steward. Dirty green paper, that's nothing. If you think for one second I'm not going to check the tithing records of the guy that wants to date my daughter, you're crazy. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Why would I trust him with my treasure if he can't handle trash, dirty green paper? You have value to elevate those around you. And if you don't believe that that is a lie from the enemy, you have to elevate over. You are called to change the world around you. Whenever we do that, and what stops you? Again, is it a wrong view of people? Is it you feel like you're not qualified? Let's not let the devil write the narrative on our ministry. How crazy is that? Because we want to see the miraculous. But I believe this is the core of who I am. Miracles happen most where the Holy Spirit is most welcome. This, let say it one more time. Miracles happen most where the Holy Spirit is most welcome. And This has been a huge revelation for me. Whenever I think about the miraculous, you know where I expect it to happen? A church. That's where I'm most expectant to see the miraculous happen. And I was pressed into God because God was really challenging that in my heart. And I'm like, God, help me. Help me. What, what, what's off about that? What do you want to shift in me? He said, Well, Zach, let's just chat about it. That's usually when I know I went too far. He says, That? what's the miraculous for? I said, Well, I'll be, it, it, Dad, it's, it's, it's to make your name famous. He said, Oh, It's to make my name famous. Then why do you only expect the miraculous in a place where they already know my name is famous? Okay. Okay, okay. I'm with you. I'm with you so far. I'm with you. So he said, if you really want. because I I forgot the part that hurt me, my feelings. I hope it hurts yours too so I'm not alone. He said, Zach, if you only want the miraculous to happen at church, it's not to make my name famous. It's to make your name famous. And that's not what it's for. He said, Zach, if it's really to make my name famous, wouldn't it make more sense to happen outside of the walls of the church where people don't even know, know my name exists? This is why we grow together. This is why we grow together. Because as we grow together outside and we experience freedom and we experience renewal. I read this week, uh, Pastor Josh sent it to me. When renewal goes viral, that's when we'll see Revival. And that's going to happen outside the walls as we grow together. What values in your life stop you from growing together? I dropped a value. didn't belong there anyway. What is it? Are we too busy? Is that too real? What is it? What value? What is is this little thing that stops you from doing group life? What is it that stops you from growing together? The last one I really want to press into. This has been a a big one for me. We tell them of him. We tell them of him. This is not a Sunday deal. This is an everyday deal. In our last series, um, Come Here Often, the thesis of it was the church is not a place but a people who are stirring each other, advancing, serving others while following God's given calling. Let me ask you this. Do we want to see our church grow? Thank you guys. Do we want to see our church grow? Okay. When's the last time you've personally invited somebody? The other day at Albury's No Cridge, I invited Jake. We talked about his son, Max. And I wrote my cell phone number down on the card. I didn't want to do that. I don't know Jake. Jake being one of those weirdos, that abuses it. You think I want to just because I work here? No, sir, no, ma'am. Let me ask you another one. I kind of showed my cards here, so you're going to catch on to me. Does anybody want the kingdom of heaven to grow? Yeah. One more time. Does anybody want the kingdom of heaven to grow? Yeah. When's the last time we shared our faith? When's the last time we asked a simple question? What do you think about Jesus? What do you think about Jesus. God's called us to tell them of Him. God's called us to write the narrative in an eternal, scriptural way. But Zach, I've got all these values, man, that are, that, are, that are boggling me down. I've got these values that are of the world, and you don't know how I was raised and all that stuff. That's fine. I, I, I get that. But Galatians 5.16 says, so walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. Walk by the Spirit. It doesn't say beside the Spirit or around the Spirit. It says by the Spirit. Because when you were saved and and you asked the Holy Spirit to come in your life, the Holy Spirit was in there. Walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. So here's what happens. If we receive a a sealing, a filling of the Holy Spirit, if we will follow where He leads, here's what's going to happen. We can actually walk out our theme verse for the year. We can say like Jesus said, for the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. You know what that is? That's putting God first. We start to see some of the old values pour out. To play, proclaim the good news to the poor, that's we tell them of him. We see some more stuff pour out. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the, freedom to the uh, prisoners, to recovery of sight to the blind. That's we serve others. That's we elevate those around us. Right? Amen. That's, that's good. That's good. That's who we are. And I love this, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. It's time for us to give generously, not just of our finances, but everything He's put inside us. These values we put on the walls, we won't see revival if we put them in more places. We'll see revival whenever we write them on the walls of our heart. When we write them on our calendar. When we write them on the people that we see every day, whether we like them or not. We are called to be the revival. We are called to be the renewal. If you receive God, that's who you're called to be. What we're going to do is we're going to we're going to pray a prayer here in just a moment. We're going to pray a prayer to receive salvation. And if you've never done that, if you've never walked in that, today is your day. Actually, uh, Pastor Jeff's one of my best friends, and I, I want to give him the opportunity to lead us in that prayer and talk to us about generosity. Our last value. So guys, would you help me welcome Pastor Jeff to the stage as he walks us through that.
1: Hey guys, if that's you, doesn't matter whether you're 11 or whether you're 100. If you're ready to say, hey Jesus, I want a brand new start. I want a brand new life with you. I want a brand new life with better values. I want to live a life that matters. Today's the day. God's ready for you. He's prepared for you. Heaven is ready to throw a party for you, So let's pray this prayer together. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We're going to pray together because we're a family. Nobody prays alone at Faith Promise. But if that's you, just call out to Jesus and mean this prayer with me. Jesus, I know I've sinned. I've made mistakes. And they've separated me from you. But I know you love me enough to die for me. To take my sin and my mistakes and give me life. I don't want to do it my way anymore. I want to put you first, your way. So for the rest of my life, it's you first. Take my life, take everything I have and everything I am and use it to grow your kingdom. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name we pray. Head still bowed, eyes still closed. I would love to know if you just prayed that prayer and you'd say, Pastor Jeff, I just called out in the name of Christ. I ask him to come into my life. I prayed that prayer for the first time. Would you just raise your hand, just slip it up right where you're at. Just slip it up and keep it up for just a moment. Amen. Amen. We got some ushers that are just coming across. They're going to put something in your hand to help you with your next steps. We want to walk with you. We don't want you to walk alone. All right, you can look up. Can we just celebrate that there are still people at the end of movement on the weekend giving their lives to Jesus of all ages, all stations. It's the best decision that you can ever make. And man, I I think hell's angry at what's happened over the last few days. I think hell is angry because the amount of people, boys and girls, the amount of young men and women, the amount of adults who have said, I'm for Jesus, I am with Jesus, and I'm going to live my life that way with new values. Incredible. But if I could, could I just celebrate you for a second faith promise? Something like movement conference, I I looked around multiple times during the last few days and I would just look around and I would say something to really anybody who is near me and I would say, this is unreal. How do we get to do this? How did this even happen? Why would God choose us? It seems so surreal to watch what God was doing and to watch, man, everything that was around us as we were able to set the table for students to meet with God, but that would never happen without your generosity. You see, we brought a conference back to Knoxville and started doing this years ago instead of beach camp, or instead of going away so that students could afford to go, and every student who wanted to could meet with Jesus, but even with that, we don't live in the most well-to-do part of the country. We have students who still struggle to pay, you know, the price to be able to go to movement. We had students who said, hey, we could probably afford to go, but my parents aren't invested in church the way I am, and and there's no way they're going to invest that money, and at Faith Promise, we just don't want to ever tell any student no. And because of your generosity above and beyond tides, Faith Promise, you gave $20,000 for scholarships globally. We didn't tell a single student no. Every student heard yes. And because of that, because of your generosity, because of your giving, not only did they hear a yes, but this week, for many of them, they were able to say yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Man, we love you guys. Let me, our ushers are going to come forward. We're going to have a time of generosity and continuing to worship. And I just want to pray for you as the ushers come forward and get ready to give. Let's pray. Father God, we're just grateful. That word's probably not even enough, but we are hyper, hyper grateful for everything you've done for us. And God, we just want to live for you. We want to live for your kingdom. We want to elevate your kids. Whether that's with our time, whether that's with our money. God, we just want it to be yours. So take this time as we give. God, use it to elevate people, to elevate your kingdom. God, we love you, and we want people to know who you are. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.